Okay, good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, December 22nd. I believe a lot of you guys are on break. If not, because of COVID, you've been on break for a while now. So just kind of bringing you guys the news as it comes, right? So let's uh, let's jump into it. Now, a few things I want to mention. First off, the World Economic Forum of Davos in 2021, I believe it's going to be held next month in January, will allegedly be speaking on something very particular which is the Great Reset. Now, we've seen Justin Trudeau speak about it, and without getting too conspiratorial, actually, it's not even conspiratorial, because when you see people like the Cardinal, one of the many high-level officials in the Vatican, speaking about it too, it tells you something. Speaking about a way of resetting world civilizations for a much brighter future or something like that along those lines. Now, That can be interpreted in so many ways, and that's the scary part. Because it's so vague and open for interpretation, that's a little bit of a scary issue. Now, I wish I could say more about what's being discussed and what will be discussed, but that's all we know right now. At the same time, we also know that it's the the same group of people that speak at the Bilderberg Group. And all of these meetings are kept in secret, so who knows? Manipulation of private industry, private business, things like that. The next thing I want to mention is that China, it's been revealed that China has deployed thousands of online teams of people to downplay the threat of COVID. And this is nothing new. They've been doing it since before President Xi called up President Trump and said, listen, this is bad, allegedly. All right. So what I find very interesting about that is that everyone in the world understands that the new form of warfare or the new battlefield is the cyber field. Now, don't get me wrong, in terms of military and weapons and all that, you absolutely need that, especially as we move into the next frontier, which is space. That's obviously a very crucial thing and a crucial component. But at the same time, when we take a step back, what we're going to notice is that regardless if the Russia thing is true or not, allegedly they're saying they're using teams of hackers. Iran's using teams of hackers. China's using teams of, sorry, not hackers, but just mass amounts of people that are literally just spreading many different forms of disinformation or downplaying things or upplaying stories online. And so at the end of the day, it's one of the best ways to infiltrate the society of the West without even having to send those teams physically to that country. And if they get caught, then oh well, like who's going to get arrested? Everyone's back in their own respective home countries. So exactly, right? The next thing I want to mention is a little bit more interesting, which is that Dr. Dr. Deborah Burks, and I want to say this because, yes, does it have to do with COVID 100%, but at the same time, it showcases the hypocrisy of what's going on out there. So Dr. Deborah Burks, one of the key people, as you know, along with Dr. Fauci, who was telling everyone to stay home during Thanksgiving and to not leave their homes, ignored her own advice and traveled to her Delaware vacation home with three generations of her family from two different households. Now, there is a little bit of an argument saying that some people are on the, the far left are saying, well, she went there because she had to talk with Joe Biden. He was in Delaware at the time and they had to, you know, kind of pre-plan what they were going to do when Biden's administration took over. It's like, listen, Thanksgiving, the election didn't happen yet, at least from my understanding. And if it did, then I doubt Joe Biden was even there. Now, I say this because I'm a Canadian, so I don't know the exact date of the American Thanksgiving. To tell you guys the truth, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know it off the top of my head. But at the same time, regardless if the election already had happened or not, when she went to Delaware to celebrate this, to celebrate Thanksgiving, it completely goes against everything that she was saying publicly. And so when we see people like Nancy Pelosi or the governor Gretchen Whitmer or uh, Laura, I think Laura Loomer, I believe her name was, of 
I think it was Laura Loomer, who went to go get their hair done at salons that were publicly closed to the rest of the world, essentially, to the outside public. But they had it done because, you know, they're of higher status than, you know, regular folks such as yourself and myself. It just shows the hypocrisy. You look at Gavin Newsom as well, going to these restaurants. The hypocrisy is rampant. It's rampant. Now, yes, is there a little bit of a political discourse and some agendas are being pushed? Absolutely. 100%. And we have to accept that. But at the same time, we got to look at every angle here, right? And so how can we expect people to want to follow when their own leaders who are telling them to do these things are caught... Let's just admit it. Part of my English. Fucking it all up and setting a terrible example for everybody else. And so I fully understand why there are protests and why there are marches to go against the vaccine, wearing the mask, the whole thing. Because if these high-level officials are, are not listening to their own advice and guidelines, why the hell should people like you and I? And it's 100% true. Doesn't matter if they come out and apologize later. Why does it not matter? Because the damage is already done. It's as simple as that. The next thing I want to talk about is that the, or I want to cover, is that the Confederate statue of General Robert E. Lee, who is a controversial figure, of course, was removed from the United States Capitol, I believe yesterday or the day before. And then Nancy Pelosi tweeted something like, there's no, uh, this, this doesn't belong in, in, in the Capitol and this doesn't belong in a place of political uh, establishments and discourse and all that stuff. And she tweeted it. It's like, look, we can argue both sides similar to the Confederate flag. Does it resemble racism to some? Yes. But at the same time, to some, it resembles the self. So at the same time, she tweets about it like she's just got into Congress, like she was the one that advocated for it. She's been there for like 40 years. <laughs> what? The, why didn't she say this before? And this is what I'm saying. This is the hypocrisy of what I'm talking about. They just go with the flow of what the people want. They make a quick tweet or they make a nice statement saying, you know, we've always wanted this and da da da. And then that's it. It's as simple as that. The next thing I want to mention is that Joe Biden received the first dose of the vaccine and the mainstream media, especially CNN, from what I see, is freaking out about it. Big whoop. Who cares? Like, so what? Everyone's like, oh, look, he took it. It doesn't mean anything. They could be giving, and I'm not trying to create misinformation, but they could be giving something to him and then something else to the public. We don't know. Honestly, guys, we don't. The next thing is that Newsmax, OAN, and Fox, uh, more of the center-right or far-right, depending on who you ask, conservative networks, are allegedly being sued by both SolarWinds and the Dominion Voting Machine Company. Now, they're not being sued at the moment, but they've lawyered up with very good lawyers, and these lawyers have threatened legal action. So every single station, OAN, Newsmax, Fox News, every other even lower-level right-wing station had to pretty much come out and say yesterday, we found no connection between these proposed, I think they called it conspiracies from Rudy Giuliani. Now, here's the thing. Is there evidence of fraud? Based on what I've seen, 100% there is. The question then becomes, is there evidence of widespread fraud enough to change the election? And that's when the issue becomes a little bit iffy, depending who you ask and things like this, right? <clears throat> and so my job is to not tell you guys what the answer is, because I don't know what the answer is in terms of widespread voter fraud. I can say for certain, based off what I've seen, and maybe you could tell me guys in the comments that if I'm wrong, but I've seen tons of evidence of individual fraud occurring within small groups and things like that. But again, the question becomes, were those small groups committing fraud? Do they add up to a big enough, um, I guess we could call it, movement to where the election has to be redone and all that? With that being said, though, guys, I do want to mention one more thing. 
you can't deny, you and I can't deny that the entire establishment went up against Trump and Trump still put up a goddamn good fight, whether you like him or not. It's as simple as that. And I'm talking about the election. I was watching every second of it live on multiple different news outlets, few different screens going at once just to get an idea of what was going on. And my God, it was like... It, you could just see the way between the advertisements before the election, during the election, during the election night, and during th the few days it took to tabulate all the votes and everything. They went after him, and I still got to give it to him. The guy's a fighter. Whether you like him or not, the guy's a fighter. Whether he's doing it out of spite or doing it because he really believes there's something there, which there could be, he's a fighter. And you can't take that away from him, regardless if you hate him or not. I think that's what it comes down to as well. Now, the next thing is that... Attorney General William Barr said there's no need to investigate um, election fraud with a special prosecutor. He essentially said he's not going to be doing it. He said that in a press conference, I believe it was early yesterday morning. No, it was two evenings ago. My apologies. He pretty much said, look, there was fraud, but there wasn't systemic widespread fraud. That's what he said. Now, he's going to step down. A lot of people are ripping into him saying he could have done much more as attorney general. Then there's the other side of the argument, which is that he already did more than enough. And he did a lot of things for Trump that no other attorney general would have done for no other president. So it's very much up for debate. The question then becomes, how much are we willing to accept Joe Biden as the next president? And how much will remain the same or how much will actually change? I'm going to go with the fact that it might seem like radical change on the front end, but on the back end, nothing's really going to be, nothing's really going to change. Why do I say that? Look at the people he's appointing. And I'm not saying they're bad people, but at the same time, I'm not saying they're great people either. A lot of these people have been in the Washington elite circle, if we want to call it, for many, many years. And so he's hiring people, Joe Biden, that, ha that have connections to some of Trump's people. And so when you look at that, you kind of go, wait, you're kind of burning both sides of the candle here. It's the same thing in a lot of ways. Now, yes, some things might be different for better or for worse, but it's the same circle of people. You really want to change things, which won't happen. You get people from truly, not from Wall Street, not from this or that, from the outside, from the real outside world, people like you and I. Again, we would have to get educated on things that had to be done inside government for like the formal process of things. But the whole idea is that you want real people to run the government, not people that have connections to both sides and are super rich and coincidentally come from a wealthy family who happens to be related to another big politician. Do you guys see what I'm saying here? It's just kind of like one big circle. And it's a bit of a, I guess we could say it's a bit of a piss off when we look at it, right? Now, the next thing I want to mention as well is that more people oh, sorry one more thing about the the whole william barr thing i did want to mention too there is evidence slowly coming out to suggest he was a former cia agent or operative which look i can't prove it so i'm going to just tell you guys straight like it is and i i think you guys can understand where i'm coming from as well when i look at him and i'm not saying it because he's with trump i'm just saying this in general he's a shady guy Does, doesn't mean it's a bad thing by the way it just means that he Shady people tend to know how, I guess we can call the real underground world works, if we want to call it like that. And I know I might get attacked for saying it like that, but you know what I mean. And so I wouldn't rule it out. Barr seems like some, like he was, um, I believe he was working with the CIA and Reagan and Bush during the Iran-Contra situation, which is another thing. One of the last things Bill Barr did in terms of one of his orders in the past week of this week was that he let's just say, patched up some holes for the CIA so they can distance themselves again even more from the Iran-Contra uh, whole situation with George H.W. Bush. 
and Ronald Reagan, both when Reagan was president and George H.W. was vice president. And then afterwards, when George H.W., when Reagan stepped down and then or Reagan did his two terms and then H.W. Bush took over. So, look, at the end of the day, it's there. And this is what I'm saying. And by the way, and I'm not trying to say this in a good or a bad way, because this can go both ways. We can look at it positively or negatively. But a little bit of a fun fact, Attorney General William Barr's father was the professor at Dalton who gave Epstein his first big start as a professor at 20 or 21 years old when Epstein was a professor at Dalton. And so I'm not trying to say Barr is bad. I'm not trying to say he's good. I'm just trying to give you a bit of a perspective. And what I'm trying to say here is that Barr and his family clearly have mingled with the with spies, with CIA operatives, with with what have you, with government before. So this is nothing new. The way Bill Barr just moves and operates, the vibe I kind of get off of him, as I think many of you guys do too, is he's very stealthy, he's very calculated, and that's something that a lot of, I guess we could say CIA operatives or intelligence operatives, whether it's the military or the Pentagon or whatever, tend to, tend to move and operate. Now, the next thing I want to mention very quickly is that more people pre-voted in the Georgia runoff election, so early voting, than the early votes for the entire general election of 2020, which is insane. It just goes to show you how important this Georgia election is because whoever takes over the Senate can pretty much say yay or nay to what Biden wants to do. Now, yeah, Biden can executive order a bunch of stuff, but like Trump did, but eventually he could get turned down if he's faced with enough resistance. But if the Republicans hold the Senate, meaning that the Republicans win this Georgia election, in January, a lot of what Biden's going to want to do is going to get blocked off, which is why Biden is kind of playing nice, even with Trump's people. And he's pretty much saying, well, we got to talk to them and we got to negotiate because Biden knows if he loses that Senate, part of my English, he's fucked. He, he, he won't be able to get much through, at least from my understanding of it. And if I'm wrong, please let me know. Now, the final thing I want to cover is that Trump is considering bringing Sidney Powell back, the same lawyer that Rudy Giuliani told Trump to fire her because of her Kraken, um, her what she called Kraken documents of, of proof of widespread voter fraud. And he's considering her to be special prosecutor to look into the voter fraud allegations. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing. It's iffy. Does she have standing? Look, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not trying to use that as a dodge to not answer the question, but it's hard to say because you look at some of what she's put out there, and the, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to be truthful with you guys. But you look at other things, and it's like, you know what? Some things actually stand. And so there was another report that Michael Flynn suggested to Trump the other day when he was in the Oval Office with Rudy Giuliani and, and Mark Meadows and uh, Sidney Powell and Mike Pompeo and all those people suggested using martial law and use the military to redo the election. And he justified that by going on Newsmax, General Flynn, and saying that essentially martial law has been instituted something like, I think he said, I don't know, some random number, 40-something times in the last 50 years, which may be correct, but I, I think he said that. He put some spontaneous number out there and if I, if i'm wrong in calling it spontaneous and if he actually is correct in terms of that then i will fully apologize i don't mean to misreport but he did just he did throw a number out there that i couldn't corroborate at the time and still can't so because i can't find any evidence on how often martial law has been instituted officially and how often it's been instituted and not put down on paper to be documented for other people down the road and for following generations right 
So with all of that being said, there's not too much going on compared to, say, like one or two weeks ago with respects to major world news breaking and things like that. But at the same time, it is important stuff to know. So please let me know what you guys think. And again, if I get anything wrong as we move forward and if I say something incorrect or if I don't say it in an unbiased way, I'd love for you guys to let me know so we can start to work on better reporting together. And you guys, too, correcting me or adding to my points is the thing that I love the most because it's citizen journalism. What we're doing together is citizen journalism, just trying to get the truth out and look at all angles here. So, again, thank you so much, and we will catch you guys tomorrow morning or this afternoon for the uh, regularly scheduled episode. Thank you.